Welcome to season two of Wood Enthusiast, starring our host, Larry Woodstock. Oh, would you give it a rest, Trevor? Put the normal song on. I paid for that other song. That's our intro song. Put it on. Rub fresh and you'll feel real good. And rub slow just like you know you should. Just get a little grit and get a little wood. And rub fresh just like you know you should. Oh, that's not even the right song, but it's a really good song. That'll do. Just let's move on. Check. <clears throat> check. Oh my goodness. Okay, check. That's it. Let's give Gary a call here. This is Larry from Wood Enthusiast. Uh, we, we've been gone for quite some time. Um, we're just going to give Gary a call. See if he's available for. <laughs> see if he's available for a quick chat. I'm not even sure. I haven't talked to him. Long distance charges may apply. Oh, long distance charges. Steph, we're gonna have to get those covered. I'm not paying for them again. She, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Hello. Hey, Gary. This is Larry. Oh, hey, Larry. Larry Woodstone from Wood Enthusiasts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Gary. I haven't talked to you for a few days, Gary. That's right. I, uh, I almost forgot your voice. Oh my goodness, Gary! We've got so much to tell people. We've we've been, you know, all's quiet on the Western Front, so to speak. You know, in the Eastern, the old expression that the old expression that we always say in the Wood Enthusiasts is "all is quiet on the Western Front." And they actually ended up making a book about that. They wrote a book about that expression. That's right. And you know, speaking of that, Gary, before we even get into this topic, I wanted to talk to you about the lignum vitae. And I know, obviously, obviously, you know what that tree is. It's it's you know, a tree you're a big fan of. And it's also known as, you know, it's called the tree of life. And in many places, people call the lignum vitae, the tree of life. And the reason I want to talk about it is because something you've always said is that it's the most versatile tree. It's the most versatile, you know? Yeah. And I talk. And it's Latin. It's, well, that's right. It's a Latin tree. And that's why we call it, that's why we call it the lignum vitae. Uh, That's right. But what always struck me about that, Gary, is the fact that you're, you've spoken op- openly about, you know, it, obviously it's very dense, it's a hardwood, and it's full of rich oils, you know. And that's, that's, what makes, right. that's what makes it so versatile. And you always say versatile. And I think this show, you know, offers a lot of versatility. So that's correct. I think that's important to note because we're going to be talking about some changes coming in the future here. And, and some of them are scary, you know, some of them are scary. And some of them are exciting, aren't they, Gary? You can find that tree in Latin America. Yeah. You know, because we have a fan base that is literally, <laughs> literally obsessed, you know, obsessed to a point where I'm scared, you know, at times for my life, you know. You've said that before. Yeah. And I, I have no cause to believe that. You know, I have no real cause. But I think it's important to be, you know, you know, like you always say, Gary always says, safety first. Well, you're, uh, the election's coming up too soon, so. And, oh, Gary, you're always so good at segues. And, and what I like about segues is you don't even have to talk about them. You know, they're just natural. And that's what I that's what I like most about the way Gary does segues, that we don't have to bring it up. We don't have to discuss it. It just happens, you know. 
sometimes when Glenn's, you know, Glenn's on here and he's chatting about clutterbucking his mouth off and, and, and I'll say, whoa, slow down, stop the boat, you know, take a minute, put the brakes on, take the keys out, take a pause, open the doors, get outside, you know, take a spin in the grass, sit for a minute, have a lunch, have a break, have a picnic, stop, relax, let's get on to the next, you know, next topic. But he doesn't right. do segues very well. And Gary, but you do them in such a way that we don't even have to discuss, you know, discuss it just like, just like you just did. So when you talk about the elections, uh, there's some kind of massive information here, you know, that's correct. The reason people haven't heard from us from some time and, and you know, a little bit to blame on our, our student, Trevor, we have a student, you know, a student, he's nice, but he's not smart. And that's, that's partially, you know, Steph's fault because of, because of nepotism, she hired, you know, she hired her husband and he's. He's a, Gary always says he's adult, but he's nice. He's a nice fella, you know. But when Gary asks for his, his morning four by four coffee, you know, he struggles and he always gets him a three by four or two by four or three by two. And, you know, he's kind of an idiot. But well, one, we got a grant for him. <laughs> that's exactly it. We, we hired Grant to come and support him. And Grant's been a really great help, hasn't he, Gary? He has. Grant's been a wonderful support. And Grant's actually come with a bursary. So we were able to pay for Grant's all of. So we were able to pay for grant from government bursaries, and we were able to pay for grants. Uh, we were able to pay for that for Trevor. Through so what I'm getting at, you know, what I'm getting at is there's some changes and there's some exciting news, and that's why we've been all. That's why I've been quiet on the Western Front is because we've packed up our studio. You know, that's we, correct. We hired in a team. We call <laughs> Glenn calls them the brutes. He calls them the brute squad. You know, that's kind of a, a saying from one of my favorite movies, Princess Bride, and. And Glenn knows how to get to my heart, so he uses that lots of lots of quotes from that movie, Princess Bride. And, you know, he calls the guys the Brute Squad, and they came and packed up our studio because uh, Larry Woodstone is, is taking the big move, isn't he, Gary? Stop rhyming! I mean it. <laughs> that's right. Anybody got a peanut? That's that's one of the, my favorite expressions from that movie. That's right. But what's happened, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but I currently live in, in a place called southwestern Ontario. It's called Strathroy, and that's just south of London, Ontario. And Gary, for years and 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 years has asked me to consider moving more north, where there's a lot more wood, a lot more trees. No, no lignum vitae, obviously. I mean, we have we have some, we have some lignum vitae. We're not idiots. We're not monsters, but. There's, we, we haven't been able to, you know, grow our own. We have to order them in. But Gary's, you know, he's been saying for a long time, you know, Larry, you need to get Bernice up here. You need to get the kids up here and you need to come to a place where there's a lot more wood. Uh, and after much consideration, uh, I called Gary uh, a few weeks ago because I've, I've, I've gotten a job offer. Um, you have? Well, uh, you know, this is something I haven't told you yet, but even though I'm not, you know, currently a resident of the area, I've had some small petitions uh, of people asking me to come and run for mayor. That's right. For for the you know for the Muskoka region, uh, Muskoka That's mayor. That's correct. And I'm I'm calling it the M squared. Uh, and and what they've offered me is kind of one of those you know it's it's kind you know, I'm a bit of a less, obviously Gary knows but I'm a bit of a celebrity and it's kind of an easy win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be moving up there with my family. We're gonna be taking. It's not really a risk, you know. It's kind of a well, what Gary calls it a gimme. Subpar, subpar. Yeah, Gary calls it a gimme, and Glenn That's said, correct. you know, Glenn's a bit of an idiot. So even if even if he said something against it, I wouldn't listen to him. But Glenn said he said this, Gary. He said, "Go get him, Larry." So that was exciting. That was an encouragement. That was an encouragement from Glenn. I'm glad to hear that. 
So we are we are actually making the move, and, and in the last month or so, the last two months, we've been packing up the studio and packing up our house and doing a lot of things like that. And Gary's been very busy. Obviously, it's wood season, and he's been suckling trees and juicing. And and he doesn't, Gary. You don't like to make a lot of time for me during those seasons, but coming into the fall, uh, me and Gary are really amping up some of our, our our recording, our video recording. Isn't that right, Gary? Correct. That's correct. And someone. As we get into this scene, we've we've had we've had some other people join our ranks. Obviously, Pastor Reverend Josh Friend has been a team member for a very long time, and he's going to be contributing to season two. Um, he's got some really yes. exciting things he's going to be contributing to. Um, but somebody else that I, I'm going to let Gary oh. introduce. Oh, sorry, Whoa. said that out loud. Uh, I was like a moth the size of a <laughs> apple flew towards me. Oh my goodness, Gary! Gary, what happened? So- Gary, sorry, Gary, what happened? Um, I was looking at my ceiling. So, Gary, 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 it sounds like you got attacked by a mammoth moth. A mammoth moth. I have. It's a moth the size of an apple just flew at my head. Oh, my goodness. Gary. Gary, are you okay, Gary? Steph, let's put this I on pause. So one second, Gary. Steph, let's, let's shut this down for a minute. This is more important. This is more important than, than our stupid show. Gary, is everything okay over there? I've recovered. Is Lisa there? Yes. Lisa, Lisa, if you're there, get him a cold cloth. Gary, Gary, ask uh, Lisa to get you a cold cloth, or maybe. Oh no, <sighs> Gary, put Lisa on the. Lee, Lee, we need to get Lisa. Just one, one second, Gary. Hey, Lisa. Yeah, can you get Gary a warm cloth of just douse it in milk, soak it in milk. No, and, Gary. No. Gary, stop. Lisa knows what's best for you here. I need no. I need you. A warm. I need you to sing that song. I'm not here right now, Gary. I'm busy. Steph, we'll record in a second. We've got something very serious here. You'll be fine. Everyone knows it. I, I'm not going <laughs> to sing the whole business, Gary. It's yeah. too much. No, that's good. Thank you. Okay, Steph, let's go back. Gary's ready. Lise, hey Lise, get a get a cloth. Dip it in warm milk. Give it to him. He'll put it on his head. He'll calm him down right away. If, if Nance was here, she... Okay, Steph, go ahead. Gary, I kind of wanted you to talk a little bit about one of our new characters, one of our new people, uh, you know, someone that you introduced me to. Someone that's surprisingly related to someone that you don't really like, Mr. Glenn Clutterbuck. Um, that's correct. But you've kind of um, you've kind of fallen head over heels over over an Uncle Ken that you've kind of... Been, so tell me a little bit about this guy. I have fallen head over heels for a man named Uncle Ken. Well, I love it. I love kind of how you summarize things. And, and tell me a little bit about where you met him and how you know him and, and a little bit about Uncle Ken because you've sent me some video and, I, and I'm and i kind of, you know, stuck in my boots. You know, the old expression, I'm stuck in my boots. You know, I come in, you know, I come in from a hard day's work and my wife says, you know, take your boots off and let's wipe the sweat off your brow. And I'll say, I can't, honey, I'm stuck in my boots, you know. So tell me what, what's got you stuck in your boots about this Uncle Ken guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was uh, barking a tree uh, to give a good rub fresh, and I saw this man uh, walking down the sidewalk, uh, just talking to nature and soaking wet, um, just dripping from head to toe. Um, I watched him go into the local splash pad, um, and he was enjoying uh, what the city had to offer. Um, with children playing around him, and he just enjoyed all of that. But what really struck his 
eye was um, the nature around him, and I saw him taking it in. And so I said to myself, that is a man I want to sit at his feet and just glean what he has. There's a lot of gleaning. And so much gleaning. So much to glean. So, you, so Gary, I'm actually, I'm actually going to, I'm going to put a little chop in here. I'm going to actually insert a bit. Um, and this is funny because in season one, you actually introduced me to him years ago, years and years, 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 years ago, but I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really catch, you know, catch the fire as they say. And I, we had a bit of him in season one and even that bit in season one, in one of our episodes, I was kind of overwhelmed with kind of what he was saying, some of his wisdom. So let me, let me take a second here, uh, Gary, don't touch the moth. Let Lisa take care of it. It doesn't matter if she gets bitten. That's fine. Um, you, you just take care of yourself. Let me put a little clip in here from Uncle Thank Ken. You. And this, these are words of wisdom from Uncle Ken. So here's a little tidbit. Good morning. Uncle Ken here. Um, someone's trying to pin the blame on me. And don't be afraid. I'm just uh, going to use some uh, chords of wisdom. Coming right up. Now, when we talk about cord, it's four feet by four feet by eight feet. We got that? All right. So I believe that's uh, eight feet long, four feet wide, four feet high. Okay, that's a cord. Not an extension cord. That's not what we're talking about. Okay? We're talking about a measurement, such as a tape measure, a ruler, and so on. Wow. So, so you, I mean, I'm not, that's why you now see. Yeah. I'm not even sure what to say here in these type of situations. I'm not even sure what, you know, what my next words are really. Am I? No. And that's how I felt ever since I met him. Well, this is, this is exciting because we're going to enter season two of our, of our uh, web series and, uh, but we're not done with our podcast because podcasts have been really exciting for us. And it's been That's a way right. for us to kind of connect with the entire world. And and something that, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about uh, was some of the opportunities that we've had and, and uh, something that Gary knows and so, something that some of our fans fans know is that um, Pastor Reverend Josh Friend has continued to work with us on various levels. And he's going to be contributing to our web series for the very first time. Um but he's also contributing to our our podcast. Oh, Gary. That's correct. Gary, are you there? I am. Oh, you're silent, so I wasn't sure what's happening. But he's actually recently, and you haven't heard this, Gary. This is a, this this was a surprise for you. I asked. That's why I'm silent. So I was I was walking down the street, and I want to tell this little story because this is a very wood enthusiast type story. I was walking down the street, and I saw a gentleman who had a lot of script on his leg from tattoos. And I said, you know, I said, I saw the word wood, you know, I saw the word wood. And I said, sir, I'm just curious about your script. And he told me he had the, the entire poem of the withered oak tree. One of Gary's favorites. Mm-hmm. And Gary, uh, and Gary, I don't think you mind me saying this because while you're, you know, you're a man amongst men, you also have a heart when it comes to wood and you're, you're, you know, you're soft like softwood in a hardwood forest. That's the old expression about Gary, that he's soft like a piece of softwood in a hardwood forest. And I've always seen you like a piece of balsa wood, you know, hardwood, but also soft, you know, tender. And I asked Pastor Reverend Josh Friend to perform this poem uh, as in a celebration of you in the middle of wood season 2019. So let's have a listen to The Withered Oak, um, spoken by Pastor Reverend Josh Friend. That milk is good. 
Did, did Lisa get you some warm milk? Yeah. Yeah. Did she put? Yeah. Did she dip a little bit in a cloth and put it on your forehead? She did. Yes. Yeah, thank you. It always calms you. You don't like it when we do it, but it always calms you down. Yeah. Thank you. A mighty wind, blue night and day. It stole the oak tree's leaves away. Then snapped its boughs and pulled its bark until the oak was tired and stark. But still the oak tree held its ground while other trees fell all around. The weary wind gave up and spoke. How can you still be standing, oak? The oak tree said, I know that you can break each branch of mine in two, carry every leaf away, shake my limbs, and make me sway. But I have roots stretched in the earth, growing stronger since my birth. You'll never touch them. For you see, they are the deepest parts of me. Until today, I wasn't sure of just how much I could endure. But now I've found, thanks to you, I'm stronger than I ever knew. The Oak Tree by Johnny Ray Ryder Jr. Oh, wasn't that just a beautiful poem? I'm moved and perplexed. And I gotta say, I don't know if Pastor Reverend Josh Friend is hitting puberty, but his voice seems even deeper than it was previously. Correct. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting, Gary, that he might be hitting puberty? Yeah, I'm, uh, well, I don't, I don't know how the human anatomy works. It sounds to me like Gary's had a little too much warm milk. He's kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of distracted. But Gary, I've got, I, I want to continue this here because we don't have all night. You know, it's late. Right. It's late no, at night. Yeah. Let's get to the point. But there, I have a fun fact for us. So let's do a fun fact segment. Okay. So. This is something that you're obviously going to know. You're not an idiot. You're not an animal. This is something that maybe a lot of our friends don't know in the wood enthusiast community. Um, but So I'm not going to ask you if you know this, but I'm just going to celebrate this fact with you because this is something you're going to be well aware of. But uh, one of the oldest forms of art you know, was used, was used by wood. And, and most people don't know how, but... What they don't realize is, is charcoal is a direct product of wood. You know, it's you, it's it's formed in the fires, formed in the fires, and they take a hard wood and they put it in fire, and after the fire burns out, you'll have charcoal. And as That's you correct. know, as Gary knows, and as most people know, cave art 
you know, historically has, has been used by charcoal artists. And even today, all over the world, you know, you have a kiln. Gary, you know what a kiln is, but a kiln is kind of a furnace. And people specifically make, you know, coal for drawing. And, and people, a lot of the people like to use coal still. You know, there's charcoal drawings, you know. Sure. Even my kids. We have, we have charcoal pencils, and the reason I buy them charcoal pencils is because it's wood wrapped in wood, wrapped in fire-soaked wood, right? We're wrapped in kind of fire-produced wood, so. And that's kind of an exciting, exciting thought for me, that one of the original forms of artwork started in our own very precious piece of wood. Wouldn't you like to know the things? Isn't that nice, well, Gary? We also used to bang trees. Well, of course we did, Barry. Of course. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a fun fact, too. Uh, we should have saved so, that one for our next episode. Okay, that's we a, can. That's a really well. We've already done it. I mean, I don't think oh. Steph's going to edit that out. Steph's not great. She's probably the most helpful person in the world, but she's not that good of an editor. Larry, I had a person. I believe he was a solicitor calling me this afternoon, and he asked me a question. Can I ask you that question? Oh, because oh. I did not know how to answer. Well, oh, this is exciting. This is kind of off script. You know, do you have your script there, Gary? Did the guy send you your uh, script? Did Trevor send you your script? No. Oh, what an idiot. So, you know, we're a little bit off script here, Gary. I'm not sure how this is going to go, but we can probably try to... Let's just try to run with it, Steph. Hey, Steph, let's try to run with it. We're off script. Go ahead, Gary. The gentleman asked me... Um, was he a Mormon? He answered, was he a Mormon, Gary? I don't know, but he answered the phone. I, I said, hello. He said, hello. And I said, how are you? And he said, I'm basking in the blood of the lamb. It is a glorious day. And I said, well, that's weird, but okay. And then he asked me, he said, how come in all these paintings and whatnot, there are just, there, there are no Asian uh, angels? I did not know that answer. Wow, that's, well, there aren't, there are, uh, there aren't any angel, Asian angels. Not here, Gary. The Asian angels oh. are in Asia. So if you look at their paintings, there's all sorts of them. I would surmise that. That, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll call them back tomorrow. What would, that's an odd call to get, Gary. Gary, that sounds like a bit of an odd oddball call to get. I'm not sure. I know. I'm not sure what he's talking about, but I know that if you go to Asia, there's all sorts of Asians there. I'm sure. I'm sure the Asians will. They'll tell you stuff. Anything you probably want to know about Asian angels. I mean, I even. Well, that's a good point. I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of angels. I've got a few kids that I call angels, but I don't think I've seen a lot of real angels in my time. That's true. Do angels have trees in their backyards? Well, you know what? They, they, yeah, they do, Gary. That's, that's a fact. They would have trees in their backyard too, for sure. Because I'll tell you why I know this, Gary. Listen to me real carefully, Gary. Listen to me very carefully. Okay. And we'll, we'll double check this with Pastor Reverend Josh Friend, but listen to me very carefully, Gary. The creator of the world is God, and he created angels, and then he created trees. So I think they're well aware of okay. trees. If I was, I mean, if I was an angel, I'd be planting a, you know, a big giant willow. I like corkscrew willows. It's one of my favorite willows. It's corkscrew willow. My father's got lots of corkscrew willows. People don't know what that is. Some of our community, they need to jump online and look up a corkscrew willow. This is almost too much wood information in one episode. Well, they need to know this stuff. About the Asian angels or the corkscrew willow, Gary? That's right. Yeah. that's Gary's had a lot of warm milk tonight there. Hey, Steph, text Lisa and tell her to back off the warm milk. You're getting Gary all spicy over there. He's getting all... He's talking about Asian angels. 
Okay, record, press record. Anyways, Gary, I really want to appreciate you. Thank you so much for staying up for a late call. I know it's so difficult during tree season and wood season when you're out there suckling and you're getting all the syrup you can straight to, you know, straight to the veins, as you like to say. You know, syrup yep. straight to the veins. Yep. You're welcome. And I'm sure Nancy's just exhausted making all those pancakes constantly just to justify all the syrup. You know, she likes to justify the syrup with all those pancakes. Oh, Gary, I've got a little information for you. I was watching one of my favorite shows. It's called Alone. And that gentleman there was starving to death because they had no food on that show. Just They record themselves. He was starving to death. Yep. So he took, a, he, took, he took some pine and he was shaving down the, the pine tree and he was shaving it down into pulp. And then he'd mash that pulp up and he was turning it into flour and he was eating that like a bread. He ended up having leaving the show because he was so, you know, dangerously malnourished. But he was making tree bread, and I thought, that's something that we've got to try. Is Why that- would he mash it? He could just eat it straight. Well, he was eating it straight too, Gary. He was taking strips and eating it kind of like a bamboo shoot. But then he was also yeah, trying to turn sense. he was also turning it into flour and turning it making some pine pine tree bread. You know, I thought that was really interesting, Gary. I have bamboo on my property. Well, of course you do. Of course you're not an animal, so- Gary. As much as you can grow, you're gonna grow. So the guy over here has guys for the, for a community that may not know this, Gary's got 200 acre of Muskoka bush. He's not an idiot. He's going to grow whatever's possible, right. you know? Well, Gary, we're going to end this one. It's a little bit longer than I wanted, but it's also a little bit shorter than I was hoping for because uh, there's so much information. I just want to tell the people that we're, you know, we're coming and the shows are coming, but we're kind of on pause because I'm changing, you know, I'm uprooting my life. We're moving up in Muskoka's and we'll be taking some of the pictures for that for the show. Uh, but a lot of things are changing. So we just need a little bit more time. I want the people to know that we're coming out and I want the world to know. You sound you sound like you're angry, Gary. Remember no, we, I'm excited about all this. We talked a little bit about loosening up on the phone, Gary. If the Lil Silver Sliver Saver is not able to reach beneath those calloused hands, try the bigger and sharper Super Silver Sliver Shaver. Its razor edge will shave away your pesky slivers too large for the Sliver Saver. Order the Gary and Larry Limited Edition set with the Super and Lil both in one handcrafted walnut case, exclusively for wood enthusiasts. Don't let wood get under your skin. Hey, can I make another announcement, Gary? Yep. Is there an announcement song? Let's do an announcement song. Hold on. Announcements, announcements, announcements. That's not going to work, Gary. I'm going to have to do a professional one, Gary. So I wanted to announce, I wanted to thank you in public. I wanted to thank you publicly. (laughs) Thank you privately. I've sent you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in in just in what you charge me for some of your exercise routines. Um, In last series, uh, I I was recording with you and and you challenged me to to kind of pick up your your routine called Getting Fit with Gary Gilbert. That's correct. And I've now I've now lost 80 pounds with Getting Fit with Gary Gilbert, Gary Gilbert, mostly because of the, you know, the back and forths. That's correct. And that and the up and downs. I think it's going to reflect a little bit on the next series because uh, as you're getting more handsome and more strong, I'm kind of I'm kind of as you say I'm kind of withering away and getting gross. You always say you, I look gross, but no, I'm I'm very proud of you in every way, Larry. So lots of back and forths, and uh, and I want people to see it because we're gonna really we're gonna do an entire episode on getting fit with Gary Gilbert and all the people that have really come a long way. I think we should do a poster for people. Gary, did you, Gary, did you did I hear you right and say you you hit Carl and shattered his arm? Uh, I, I I can't deny that. So, 
I, I'm going to have to post some of these pictures. I heard you hit Carl so hard that you shattered his arm, but it was just, it was more of a sneeze type reaction. Like you just, you just walloped him. You sneezed and walloped him and shattered his arm. For the first time in his life, I wanted to congratulate him on something good. And when I patted him on the back. Oh, you patted him. It wasn't a sneeze. That's correct. I said, good job. And I gave him, you know, the, the side, the side shove type thing. You sure. know what men do? Of course. And now he's in a, I don't know. He, he's been in the hospital for weeks. So. Was he in a coma, Gary? <laughs> I think that's what they said. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't close to him. Wow. Gary, you shattered his arm. You shattered Carl's arm, and a lot of people really like Carl. Yeah, well, a lot of people are also liberals, so... Whew, that's a low blow, Gary. My goodness. Not our, not our community. My goodness. Gary, thank you so much for talking to us, guys. Thanks again for listening to, to Wood Enthusiasts. And we're sorry it's been so long. And it's going to be a few weeks before we get another one out to you here. But we are excited. We are excited as the day is long and as, as the, you know, the clutterbucks, the clutterbucks are bouncing through the forest. Bunch of nonsense. But we are excited. So uh, have a great week. And we're looking forward to talking to you guys very soon. Gary, anything you want to say to the community? Nighty ho. Classic Gary. Yes. Yeah.